Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's episode of 73's Intermission. Today we will be discussing the Heartbeat Bill as recently on September 1st it was passed in Texas banning abortion after the detection of a heartbeat. So I first off so I first off just want to begin by kind of playing the devil's advocate for all of you by sharing an article that actually opposes this heartbeat bill. So the title of the article is, It's time to brace ourselves for a world without Roe versus Wade. Here's what we must do. By Katherine Colbert and Julie Kay. The most radical abortion law in the U.S. has gone into effect despite legal efforts to block it. A near-total abortion ban in Texas empowers any private citizen to sue an abortion provider who violates the law, opening the floodgates to harassing and frivolous lawsuits from anti-abortion vigilantes that could eventually shut, shut down most clinics in the state. Abortion access will be thrown into absolute chaos, says Amanda Williams, executive director of the abortion support group the Lilith Fund, a plaintiff in the suit that challenged the law. Unfortunately, many people who need access the most will slip through the cracks, as we have seen over the years with the relentless attacks here in our state. It is unbelievable that Texas politicians have gotten away with this devastating and cruel law that will harm so many. Senate Bill 8 ushered through the Republican-dominated Texas legislature and signed into law by the Republican governor, Greg Abbott, in May, bans abortions once embryonic cardiac activity is detected, which is around six weeks, and offers no exceptions for rape or incest. Texas is the first state to ban abortion this early in pregnancy since Roe v. Wade. And last-minute efforts to halt it through an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court did not succeed. While a dozen other states have passed similar so-called heartbeat bills, they have all been blocked by the courts. The Texas version is novel in that it intentionally is designated to shield government officials from enforcement and thus make legal changes more difficult to secure. It also incentives any private citizen in the U.S. to bring civil suit against an abortion provider or anyone who aids or abets the procedure. Planned Parenthood, which operates 11 clinics in the state and the whole women's health clinics, told The Guardian that they would comply with the extreme law despite the fact that it is contrary to their best medical practices. In the days leading up to the law enactment, Texas clinics say that they have been forced to turn away patients who need abortion care at the law's cutoff point this week and into the near future. Some abortion physicians in Texas have opted to discontinue offering services, choosing to avoid the potential risk of frivolous and costly lawsuits. For instance, most of the physicians across the four whole women's health clinics in Texas will not continue care to prevent jeopardizing their livelihoods said the clinic founder, Amy Hagstrom-Miller. Physicians are not the only ones that could be targeted under SBA. A breathtakingly wide range of people and groups, including clinic nurses, abortion fund workers, domestic violence and rape crisis counselors, or even a family member who offers a car ride to the clinic, could now face suit 
from strangers. Those who can collect those who sue can collect a minimum of $10,000 if they win, but if providers are legally successful, they cannot recoup any legal payment. The law says providers will spur abortion bounty hunters. So with that article being shared, I kind of just want to dive right into the first myth that that article hit on being first and most fundamental is there even a heartbeat at six weeks? Because, I mean, with this much backlash, you would think that there would be evidence against the detection of the heartbeat inside the womb. But in the U.S. National Library of Medicine, it states the myocardium begins to contract rhythmically by three weeks post-conception as a consequence of the activity of spontaneously depolarizing myocardial pacemaker cells cells of the embryonic heart, and its maturation continues even into the postnatal period. While the exact timing of onset of the atrioventricular electromechanical relationship remains speculation in humans. By six weeks, postconception AV synchrony can be demonstrated using standard Doppler techniques. By five to six weeks, the normal mean fetal heartbeat rate is 110 beats per, minute, beats per minute. So with that piece of insight, we acknowledge that it is in fact confirmed through that evidence that there is a heartbeat inside the womb. And um, scientific evidence does uphold that truth. But I feel like a common misunderstanding rooted from this claim is the understanding that in the 1970s, when Roe versus Wade was passed and when abortion was legalized, maybe there would not have been enough technology to recognize the heartbeat inside the womb, which is really interesting because sonography actually began in 1958, in which since then transvaginal ultrasounds have been used to detect heartbeats inside the womb. And Roe versus Wade, keep in mind, did not begin till 1973. So this understanding of the heartbeat beginning at around the five and a half week mark is not now new, which I found really interesting. So myth number two, the penalty for abortion is now worse than the penalty for rape. But opposing to that statement, the maximum penalty for rape is 99 years in prison, and the minimum penalty is two years. So that kind of invalidates that argument since we know that the heartbeat bill does not criminalize abortion for any party. The maximum penalty is just a fine. So next myth. Myth number three is that a rapist can sue and be rewarded up to $10,000 if his victim has an abortion. So in section 171.207 of the statement, it says that, or it explains that a civil action under this section may not be brought up by a person who impregnated the abortion patient through an act of rape, sexual assault, or incest. So myth number four, a private citizen can sue a woman for having an abortion. So this is stated as well in section 171.208, and this describes that this law does not allow for women receiving an abortion to be sued. The only individuals that can be sued under 
under, under Senate Bill 8 are those who either, one, perform an abortion or two, help obtain an abortion. So that would be such as somebody or an individual who provides financial assistance for that abortion. So um, this section says in which upholds um, the claim that I just made. It says any person other than an officer or employee of a state or local government entity in this state may bring a civil action against any person who performs or induces an abortion in violation of this subchapter, knowingly engages in conduct that aids or abets the performance or inducement of an abortion, including paying for or reimbursing the cost of an abortion through insurance or otherwise. And so myth number five is a quote from this article in which it says that this law blatantly violates the constitutional rights established under Roe versus Wade and held as a precedent for nearly half a century. So in the statement of Roe versus Wade, when Roe versus Wade was legalized, it says that in January 1973, the Supreme Court issued a 7-2 to decision ruling that the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution provides a right to privacy that protects a pregnant woman's right to choose whether or not to have an abortion. So as we see, and as I just explained that statement, it does not give an exact cutoff date or an exact trimester mark for abortions to be banned. So therefore, it does in fact honor the um, law of Roe versus Wade. So myth number six is kind of something, um, rather than a myth, more so just something I felt like I needed to address that was a statement in this article in which it stated, we are all going to comply with the law even though it is unethical, inhumane, and unjust. Dr. Gazelle Moedi, a Texas abortion provider and OBGYN said, and that statement is honestly so deceiving. Let me reinterpret that. That is literally like saying, saving 150 babies a day in the state of Texas due to the enforcement of the heartbeat bill is unethical inhumane and unjust. So in medical ethics, there are three principles, one being beneficence, non-maleficence, and autonomy. So first, beneficence. Beneficence is defined as an act of charity, mercy, and kindness with a strong connotation of doing good to others, including moral obligation. And protecting life inside the womb would be doing exactly that. And next, non-maleficence. Non-maleficence means non-harming or inflicting the least possible harm to reach a beneficial outcome. Non-maleficence is exactly what the goal is through this bill, to protect preborn children at the development of the heartbeat in order to inflict the least possible harm on the preborn children without overturning Roe versus Wade. And last but not least, autonomy. So autonomy is the right or condition of self-government. And so through this um, principle of auto autonomy, we often hear the argument, my body, my, cho my choice, to, revert, to refer to the autonomy of the woman carrying the child. 
but often we forget to acknowledge that you would not just be able to kill another person because you believe it threatens your autonomy. And if your concern is autonomy, we need to re recognize the autonomous rights of everyone involved in this equation, including the preborn child. So to call something unethical, ultimately you would be denying or opposing every one of those principles. So also, what I think is inhumane is that we live in a society where we will destroy life inside the womb to fit our narrative of what we paint as a successful life. And this article also described that the enforcement of this bill is unjust. Personally, what I think is unjust is that we have to be making this law in the first place. It is unjust that over 60 million lives have been taken by abortion prior to this law. And don't get me wrong, I am grateful for this bill. But we are still far from justice on behalf of the preborn. Thank you so much for tuning in to 73's intermission this week.